you will drive us. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And this is our Friday episode where we encourage you, our listeners, to call in and tell us stuff that we got wrong and ask us questions about people. <laughs> the number is 619-WHO-THEM. You, that's the wrong order. We encourage you to call in and ask us questions. Secondary is to tell us what we got wrong. I just wanted to, if anyone out there is new, I suspect, I just wanted to give the full rundown as to mm-hmm. what we accept, which is corrections that are sweet and also questions about who's or thems mm-hmm. mostly thems i mean mostly who's but like you can ask is someone a who or a them you know yeah. um who's there it's 619 who them um thank you for listening to us today Lindsay. how's it going <laughs> i'm good <laughs> i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm solid you're good yeah, what were we just you? talking about? We were just talking about something, and I was like, Lady Gaga on oh, um, yeah. the Hollywood Reporter Actress Roundtable. We wait all year for the Actress Roundtables. I argue that they are more exciting than like the Oscars themselves. Yeah, they're really good. I haven't watched it. I because I like giving it my full attention, and so I was I was saving it yesterday, saving it, saving it, saving it. Then I forgot because <laughs> I saved it too long. So I think I'm going to watch it today at lunch. But you I want to tell you, throw it, really... it up on the TV. I was coming back home yesterday, and I was on the train, and. I, this like very, I mean, excuse me for making an assumption, but a very like fabulous, uh, wonderfully dressed homosexual man sat down next to me on the train, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, a stylish homosexual Mm -hmm. and he pulls out his phone. I've heard of those. He pulls out his big phone, like the big, um, TV phones. Yeah. The excess. The tens. Yeah. What do you call them? The big, the big iPhone, the big Mm -hmm. iPhone 10. Mm -hmm. And he turns it horizontal. (laughs) And the next thing I know, I swear to God, he's watching the round table. Of course. And I was like, did this guy download it so we could watch it on the train? And then I guess he lost service, so we could only watch it for a couple minutes. And then he just like went back to a podcast. I don't know. I just watched the clips that they have so that you can watch the full thing, which I recommend. But then you also can watch the clips. And already I'm like beyond. Like Gaga sitting next to Glenn Close, the wife, and the wife and, and Gaga are just their interactions are wild. Like Gaga is doing her Gaga performance as like an actress and Glenn close to, or the wife, sorry, the wife turns to her and is like, that's so brave. And Gaga looks at her and says, thank you. <laughs> like I, I love, was like crying. Catherine Hahn's obsessed with Gaga. Obsessed. I love the tweet. Evan Ross, Evan Ross Katz's tweet where it's like, we're all Catherine Hahn because oh, Gaga yeah. says, Gaga said something. What is it? I perform like I'm performing to myself or something. And you hear Catherine Hahn go, ah! And they were always in some mm. way um, related to the woman that I wanted to sing to, uh, a, a part oh. of me. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's like, it's truly. I'm it's not great. 100% convinced that Gaga's going to win anymore. But no. Since the time she got on that boat in Venice. Oh, my God. She's been having the time of her life, she's and like, it's so much know, fun to watch. She's like, you know, I started out wanting to act more than I wanted to sing originally. Like, it's like, that's okay, her, Nikki. That's her thing. Like, that's her That's her starting point. That's, so every all, time... that's all of their things. They <laughs> all say that. I just Well, you know, love... I wanted to be an actress. Like, right, Nikki says right. that. Like, Janelle Monae says that, doesn't she? It's like, they so all good. say that. 
I mean, she has, she says interesting, I don't want to discount like what she says because what she talks about a lot, which I really find interesting, is the difference between her performing persona as Gaga and her performing persona in this movie, which are like slightly different. But if you're a fan, she wanted to make sure that it was separate. So she had to like work hard to like sing differently or to like act differently as she sang, like which is kind of an automatic thing for her. And I was like, this is actually interesting. Mm -hmm. But the way she was telling it, of course, is like the most beautiful, dramatic thing and just everyone around the table was just you know just stunned they're like this is never gonna happen again we gotta enjoy this while it lasts it's true like who knows who's gonna be on this table next did glenn excuse me did the wife talk about the wife like what did the wife say about the wife the wife's like the wife took 15 years to make nobody wanted to make the wife because it was called the wife can't you and then everyone's like oh i you know i i love the wife and the wife's like yes gaga watched the wife she claims she's like i love the wife and the wife's like thank you Have you seen The Wife? You haven't seen no, The Wife. The I will wife never is... see The Wife. For some reason, I've seen The Wife twice. We should really uh, we should really cut this. <laughs> no, we should The funniest thing about The Wife is that the it opens with a title card that says, Connecticut, 1992. Stop. <laughs> so many okay. people who can relate. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's start. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Okay, calling mid-episode to comment on the... Um, holiday movie about the man who owns the fake snow company. I have an idea of what his alternative career could be. Um, it's very 2018. He could make the snow company um, start doing gender reveal parties, and he could blow out pink and blue snow. Um, even though I hate gender reveal parties, they freak me out. I just thought that would be, like, an interesting twist. I don't know. Just a thought. Um, good thorn bell for him. Oh, bye. Guys, I have a perfect proposition to how um, your snow um, Christmas movie should end, okay? They should both decide to move to L.A. where snow is just like a couple hours drive. And then the whole thing can be sponsored by the state of California or the city of L.A. And it's just an advertisement for L.A. So... You're welcome. Um, just always thinking about a way to spin this for profit. Everyone's like, the opposite of snow machine is tanning bed. The opposite of fake snow is a tanning salon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Those are all great ideas. I don't know. I just want to let you guys know that you're not getting any rights to our movie when we make it. So I appreciate these ideas. But just so you know, we own them. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to put that legal, that little bit of legal jargon in this right here so that you know. We're very sorry. You don't even get a story credit. Yeah. Sorry. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I think I got to the bottom of the Brooke Shields um, salad dressing thing. Um, just because I'm a freak and I needed to figure it out. Anyway, I think you'll find this particularly rich, even if you don't play this on the show, you know, so I just like flex my research muscles and I got to this publication called Edible Boston. And I'm like pretty sure I figured this out. And I, unfortunately, this isn't like a weird thing that like Brooke Shields just makes or like keeps around fermenting for like 30 to 40 years. But the real tip-off was that I read the Page Six article, and she said that you have to pay for the um, dressing on memo, and then if you don't pay, then you're, like, X'd off the list. So I was like, okay, this has to be, like, a very weird thing. And so 
I found on, again, Edible Boston, so, like, Lindsay, this is for you, um, a story about a World War II serviceman from Massachusetts who, after, like, working in Paris during the war, came back and started making his own salad dressing. It's called Crane Crest Real French Dressing. And it's, like, currently a company that's run by somebody from Harvard, of course, and the recipe has, like, only changed a little bit, and it includes corn oil, vinegar, onion, garlic, salt, sugar, and spices. Like, okay, it doesn't sound that special, but, like, whatever. But basically, you can't, you can't buy this in stores or online. You have to, like, write a handwritten, like, note and, like, hope that you'll be able to place your order, and then they'll ship it to you. And on, according to this publication, Brooke Shields is one of the, it's a part of a Crane Crest loyal following, which also includes George and Barbara Bush, Gary Trudeau, Henry Winkler, and Al and Tipper Gore. In February, when the salad dressing was featured on the blog A Cup of Joe, Crane Crest received over 400 orders within four days. Says the current runner, runner, current operate, current head of the company, Jesus Christ. We found out the space limit on the answering machine. So, just thought you would know. Apparently, it only cost $4.50 a bottle. So, it's like, mm, Brooke Shields, like, you can do better when it comes to, like, housewarming gifts. Like, unless you're gifting, like, 40 of these. Like, I don't know. Thank God it's not old salad dressing. I thought it was sort of like a kombucha thing where it's like like a, a scoby where you could take the old salad dressing and then like put it That's in oil and it'll turn disgusting. in. <laughs> it's like how when, you, when like you make yogurt, you just use or like a sourdough starter where you just disgusting. keep making more. Disgusting. I don't know how French dressing works. I don't know if it multiplies itself. So it's itself. this salad dressing made by this like old French person. Mm-hmm. It's called Gordon. His name is Gordon Crane, and the mm-hmm. and the salad dressing is called Crane Street. It's sold in a sort of mason jar sized glass with mm-hmm. a screw top lid. Um, it looks straight out of nineteen fifty. And Brooke Shields gives it to you whenever she sees you. You're like Brooke. I'm out of room in my fridge. I don't need any more salad dressing, Brooke. It's pretty expensive, primarily because you have to buy it by the case. Um, what? No wonder she has to give it away. If you if you if you go to the store, if you live in Massachusetts, like where's Chestnut Hill? Is that where is that? That's in Newton. Oh, that's in Newton. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This salad dressing <laughs> is in Newton. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. Is your like grandfather Gordon Crane? What is this? Uh, no, my grandfather did not. Why don't make your salad parents dressing. live in Newton anymore? Ugh. They don't anymore. Um, wait. So this salad dressing's from my hometown. Great, 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 How did you not know this? I had never heard of it, but I okay. Well, if you go to the store, you can just buy it by the thing. But if you want to order it online, you have to order it like by a case. I think so. Brooke Shields is ordering. French salad dressing made in Newton, Massachusetts by the case. <laughs> yeah, she's giving them to everyone. Um, this is my favorite call of the week. I'm watching the princess switch and it doesn't make sense. Bye. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny every time. 
Well, it's funny because it's like the lowest common denominator of making sense, and you also didn't understand it, Bobby. Like, I remember Bobby was texting me being like, "I don't understand what's going on here. I thought I could predict the ending, but I can't even predict the ending." I was like, "The ending could not be any clearer. I don't understand what's going on with you." Of course, it doesn't make sense. Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens are playing two identical women who are not even twins. I mean, somebody called and was like, what happens to the bakery? You know? And I was like, obviously, the princess works at the bakery now. Is she good at baking? Who fucking cares? She's going to miss her lifestyle in two shakes. In two shakes. They interviewed Vanessa Hudgens, and of course, they asked her, like, would you do a sequel? And of course, she said, sure, of course I would. And then they're like, Vanessa Hudgens wants to do a sequel. And it's like, first of all, you asked. I hate this. (laughs) And second of all, like, what's the sequel going to be? Just like the princess working at a bakery and like other Vanessa Hudgens, like being a princess? I mean, to be fair, I've done that. I did that at Jezebel once. Like one time someone asked Nancy Myers on Instagram, like, would you ever do a sequel to one of your movies? And she was like, I'd love to do Something's Gotta Give. And I was like, Nancy Myers wants to do a Something's Gotta Give (laughs) That is so rude. The media is so bad. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's so true what they say. But I mean, none of it. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? I mean, I'm just saying it's funny that like, it's like (laughs) they said, would you do a sequel? And she's like, sure, I would. Why not? And then they're like, Vanessa Hudgens demands Princess Switch 2 sequel. And it's like, whoa, relax. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Maria. Um, I was just reading this article on The Wrap. um, And it's titled, Meet Olivia, the cute dog who starred in both Widows and Game Night. Um, she's a three-year-old Westie. So she had literally starring roles in Game Night and Widows. And she had a cameo on Insatiable. So I'm kind of wondering, is this a new animal actor, them? Um, does it stand up to the other animal thems? Um, or is she still a who trying to make her way up? Uh, thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. Sorry the dog is still a who because any dog, even if they're in two movies, that's like named Olivia and it's just a dog unless their lassie is a who. Like that, that's just like, I can't. There are right? not many animal thems. They're just not. You've got your, you've got your viral animals. You've got your viral animals, like your grumpy cat. Who else? Yeah, Flipper. Oh, the, the oh god, is all the big cow, the big like cow, dead. the big cows. Not of them. Did not you hear of that them. was a hoax? It's not even that big. What? You know who is of them? Was camera though? trickery? Was it camera yeah, trickery? Yeah, it kind of was. The, you know who them is though? Handsome Duck. I love Handsome Duck. Handsome Duck. I, I didn't really get Handsome it. Duck. What do you mean? What's there to, did not to get? I I wasn't a, a big duck, fan of Handsome and Duck, and he's handsome. What do you? What do you mean? He's a duck, and he's handsome. He's a duck. I don't know. It didn't do anything for me in the way that I kind of thought it would. But you're like, oh my god, he's so handsome. Wasn't there like sure. sexy gorilla? Remember what? sexy gorilla? No. Like hot gorilla? No. Remember? To be fair, handsome duck also isn't of them because he doesn't even have a name. He's just handsome duck. <laughs> Women in Japan are freaking out over this sexy gorilla named Stop. Shabani. You Stop. don't remember sexy gorilla? Y- no. You know who else was of them? Uh, Newt Knut. Remember him? Who? The polar bear from Germany. I think he died. This is the problem with animal. We, I can't okay. even get into it. It's like every point animal is, like dies. Point is, Olivia has been in two amazing movies this year. To be clear, I have not seen Widows, but I have seen Game Night 100 times. Um, and people started noticing like, wait, that the dog in the little like Westie is named Olivia in Widows and it's named Olivia in Game Night. Is this the same dog? And it is the same dog because acting animals are really hard to come by. And so like... 
when you want to work with an animal, you want to work with an animal that's reliable, and there aren't that many of them. And so it's like, if you're known to be good, you just keep getting cast and cast and cast. And that's why they use the same dogs over and over again. I just love that the dog's name is Olivia. They're just like, we're just going to name her Olivia in both. And I know I'm for kind of a forget in Game Night, like her role, if she's like very big or whatever. But in Widow's she has a huge role. She's more of a prop in mm. in Game Night. She's mm. Jesse Plemons' dog, and then oh, there's she like gets blood one, on her, and she stuff. gets blood on her, and she shakes it all over everything. Okay, so in Widows, she's got a huge role. She <laughs> is almost in every scene. I I swear to God, there's a scene where Viola Davis comes in and she goes, "Can I put my dog down?" And it's like a big <laughs> pivotal scene. Can I put my dog down? And Olivia is just so good at at her um, acting. <laughs> she's so good at acting mm-hmm. um and i love this because the ringer uh interviewed the people who like olivia's owners mm-hmm. and she's one of six medium dogs on the roster of animal casting atlanta which calls itself the number one provider of animal talent in the southeast mm-hmm. um they've been on all these animals have been on stranger things Hunger everything Games, blah, shoots blah, blah. in georgia everything shoots in georgia her trainer's named greg she has oh. her own trailer on the set of Widows and received on-site fur touch-ups. And I believe this because she had such a big role. Um, she follows a raw diet, but on her cheat day, she enjoys cheddar cheese and hot dogs. Okay, my <laughs> point is, is that they interviewed Viola Davis about this, which is amazing. And Viola Davis gave the best quote, which is, she said, quote, I don't own a dog in life, so I was complaining like, I got to work with a dog? What if the dog licks me? Dogs are nasty and disgusting. <laughs> Within five minutes, I'm kissing the dog. I'm holding the dog. The dog was on my chest. I love that dog. And she came to me so easily. Olivia is a legend, and she will win an Oscar one day. She's God. Gaga. Olivia's, I mean, honestly, Olivia's going to win an Oscar before Lady Gaga, probably. <laughs> I can't wait till Gaga's in conversation with Olivia next year. The... No, Gaga's going to win for song. Gaga won't win for acting, but she'll okay. win for song. That's fine. So, Olivia could win for song. Why are you <laughs> limiting her? Bobby, you know when you're like at home and you're one of your parents like just tells this like weird story and you're like, wait, I've never heard that before. Like, what are you even talking about? Then you're like, tell this. Then you're like, you make them tell the story. Yeah, Does like, that ever happen to you? Yeah, like my mom casually mentioned like some like some guys drowning once, and I was like, mom, <laughs> what? Wait, wait, did she save them or like they the, just drowned? No, someone she knew who drowned. <laughs> I like I, like casually mentioned this drowning as though I knew all about it, and I was like, oh my god. But that's yeah. a dark one. But anyway, go that's on. dark. Well, we. I mean, there's there's sometimes they're dark. They're sometimes just like you know, dark. life is dark. But it's also sometimes bright. your dad gets a box full of quaaludes shipped from him across the country, you know, to his college, and that is maybe not. Oh God, am I allowed? To, am I going to get in trouble for this? Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, everyone has a family member who always tells the best stories, like the ones about the first neighborhood TV or the best boat trip or the quaaludes or whatever. And not only does Storyworth preserve these narratives so future generations can enjoy them, I'm just thinking about future generations listening to my dad's stories and being miserable. That's but it also so brings weird. Fam- yeah, but also brings families together every week as they get to know each other better. Storyworth was founded by a guy who wanted his dad to record his amazing stories. The family enjoyed the process so much they launched in April of 2013, so families around the world can share this gift as well. It's like, what is it exactly? Basically, it makes it easy for your loved ones to tell their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask. And at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful book. Um, my mom, my dad would absolutely tell the story about one of his go-to stories that he loves. It's the time he got stuck in a doorway with LBJ. What? In a doorway? In a doorway. 
You purchase a subscription for someone you love and each week's story worth sends them an email with a question about their life. They reply to the email with their story. They can record it over the phone by calling a line. All the stories are private and only shared with the family that they choose. After Aww. a year, the stories will be bound into the book, as I said. That's really cute. I love it. So what's the deal? What's our deal for StoryWorth people? So for $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash who when you subscribe. That's $20 off StoryWorth.com slash who to hear and honestly remember all those great stories. I feel like that's a really good gift for your parents for the holidays. Oh, wait, do we want to talk about Elizabeth Debicki? Oh, we probably should because she's a real person. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, Who Weekly, medium time, long time. I'm calling because I just got out of seeing Widows. Loved it. A little long, but loved it. And I want to know who is Elizabeth Debicki? Uh, She was phenomenal, uh, really tall. And should we know who this is? All right. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. So you haven't seen Widows yet, but you do know who Elizabeth Debicki is. Yeah. Why Elizabeth do you know who, is like, who is she? She's been in a lot of stuff. She's like, and she's like very tall. She's a striking she's like presence. under the radar though. Am I crazy? She's 6'2". She's like a very um, prestige theatrical actress. Mm, and she why. was in one of her first things. She was in um, The Great Gatsby. Oh, she was Jordan. She was Jordan. Yes, exactly. She was Jordan. But that was like, no one, like, no one cared about that. Come on. I mean, you remember her immediately. She has like a, she has a look. She was also in. I mean, I saw it at um, midnight. I remember. But what I'm saying is Terrible. Oh, she was in the Cloverfield Paradox. Did you watch it? But her. No. So I'm saying is like, even though you know who she is, she hasn't had a standout role. This is like, to me, the first time where I was like, who is that woman? Yeah, probably. People people who watch The Night Manager will know who she is, too. She was in The Night Manager. Okay, so she, in The Widows, she plays one of the widows. She's mm-hmm. very good. I was like, who is this woman, right? And I did mm-hmm. remember her from Gatsby, but not really because that movie was such a mess that, like, mm-hmm. you could really only focus on the two messes that were the main messes, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, what's her face? did we see that in 3D at, like, midnight? We did. We, we definitely did, and I was like, that sucked. That was one of the first yeah. 3D movies, I mean, midnight movies that I was like, that was a waste of our time. Um. Anyways... Um, so she's really good in the movie and the movie's really good itself. So I think this is like big for her. Although I'm not sure how well Widows is going to do in the box office. I don't think it did that well. Um, so I'm not sure whether this will be like the breakout breakout, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's got a great name though. It's a budget 42 million box office international so far 40 million. No. So no, that's terrible. That's not great. That's not it great. sucks because I don't think they gave it enough um, advertising, but that's like a whole other discussion. I mean, It'll it was really, well. really good. I can't tell you. It was um, so fun. So, yeah, I'm going to see it at some point. i got to see The Favorite. Seeing The Favorite tomorrow, I'm very excited. Oh, um, so, Elizabeth Dibicki, current who? Uh, I, I feel like it would. it's easy to believe that she's on, on, on a path towards themdom, but it's TBD. Uh-huh. It's TBD. I'm not uh-huh. sure I'm convinced yet, but... She's she's good. Yeah. She's good. And she has yeah. a look. She has like a very specific look, but also because she has a very specific look, I feel like it's hard to cast tall women. Because it's like like yeah. in a very like in a very like yeah. in a in a sexist way, you know. Yeah, well, you Where know it's who like, plays. You don't want to cast a tall one because how are you going to cast like Tom Cruise would never want to be cast next to Elizabeth Debicki, you know? Yeah, like Tom he's got to be on an Apple box the entire time. So what's interesting about Widows which you will see is that she plays her lover in this is played by Lucas Haas for part of the movie. Oh, Lucas um, Haas. Lucas Haas, who's like the minute comes on screen, you're like Lucas Haas, Lucas Haas, like for 20 minutes. Oh, you're like, but Lucas he, Haas, so Lucas he dies because all the da- all the no 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 no. Husbands so no, die? 
So, oh. I mean, yes, they're all widows. Her husband does die. Lucas Haas is later. So Lucas Haas comes on later and they oh, have okay. a thing. And okay. he and his character is supposed to be like shorter than her. Like that's kind of part of the like mm-hmm. part of the storytelling of the movie. So it works really well that he's kind of this like smarmy, shorter guy. And mm-hmm. she's like this tall, leggy blonde. Right. Like mm-hmm. she's just too good. For him, almost, or something. Or you're supposed to kind of, his inadequacies are very much out to see. So mm-hmm. it works for that, for this specifically. Okay, well, Elizabeth Debicki, good for you. Now you know. Now you know. Who uh, does she next... like, date in real life? Does she date anyone interesting in real life? To quote Elizabeth Debicki, for me, there is an unconscious choice to separate me from my work because I like people to just see the work rather than being influenced by who I am. I'm a private yeah. person. Womp, 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 womp. So she's Australian too. That's another thing. Oh yeah, she was born in she France. Was she's once Australian. Once rumored to be dating Tom Hiddleston. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's a while ago. Oh, was though, she? Because of yeah. the night manager. At one point, they were rumored to be dating, but I guess it's like unfair to say because they of were the just co-stars. Manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we know yeah. he likes tall women. Taylor Swift is tall. Okay, bye. Um, this interview calls her the next Kate Blanchett, which I guess makes sense. Um, next call. I'll be the judge of that. What happened to Stacey Keebler? <laughs> I love oh. this because what happened to Stacey Keebler? I do not know. Like, she was everywhere. She was everywhere. She and was everywhere. So let's like recap about Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler was a WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And yeah. she was known for her really long legs. I swear to God. She was like, the legs. Like, Stacey, the legs. Remember? <laughs> Do you remember yes, this? I remember. I remember weirdly. And when I, I interned at Stuff Magazine in 2009, maybe? No, 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 no. 2007 or 8? Mm. 2007, maybe. She mm-hmm. was like the shit. Like, mm-hmm. the, like she was it. She was we like, were... we were sophomores or juniors in college. I interned at Stuff Magazine. R.I.P. Uh-huh. And she was huge like i don't remember when when she was when was she dating she's, Clooney? she's very stacy keebler yeah that's why i remember her really stacy keebler is very much like of the um the tail end of the maxim era you know yes she was like cover girl maxim when that was something mm-hmm. that you would aspire to be and yeah. it says here that she retired in 2006 from wrestling so it would make sense that in 2007 she like took off as like a fitness hot model and like was dating Clooney yeah. and was like kind of trying to a-list herself like she was like bumping up bumping yeah. up you know like this type of person would aspire to be the type of person who would aspire to be like an instagram model star Currently, yes, yes. would aspire to be on the cover of Stuff and Maxim in the early 2000s. Totally, 100%. The same type like, of person. They were play essentially, that's like why Stuff and Maxim like don't exist anymore. Like, yeah, you don't because need we to have go, Instagram. You don't need to buy magazines to like. You need to see, see like this. Brooke Burke on the cover of Stuff magazine. I'm not like dying to buy a copy. Not that I was, not that I was <laughs> why in 2006. Are you Brooke Burke? <laughs> I don't know, because we just did. So she was, she was on Dancing with the Stars. She did punk. She was on TV shows. Like, she was a hot woman. She mm-hmm. dated George Clooney in, I just want to get the year right. Um, oh, she dated him in like, after that. She dated him in like 2011. Really? For so a look, long, so after no, for like that. years. They dated for, for years. Yeah. Hold on. Right. Yeah. Until 2013, they dated. People thought and, they were going to get married. People yeah, were like he, very invested in this relationship for some reason. She although, was going to be the one that was like, oh, this like lifelong bachelor. He's finally going to marry Stacey Keebler. But then he was like, uh-oh, 180. And then he found them all. Right. Well, Stacey Keebler, right. I think he maybe thought Stacey Keebler wasn't, you know, the type of person he wanted to marry, seems like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She wasn't a lawyer. She Right. So they broke up in 2013. She started dating uh, 
a CEO. Some rich guy. Yeah, his name yeah. Jared. They were friends. They got married. They have two kids now. Mm-hmm. Point is, so, what happened to Stacey Keebler? <laughs> point is, what happened to Stacey Keebler? Stacey Keebler got married to a really rich guy, and now she's, like, taking care of her family. She's right. focusing on her family. Like, that kind of like, just I'm, is the truth. She's like, I'm loaded. So... Um, I found a blog that she had. She shut mm-hmm. it down. Oh, I because love that you found this blog. It's dead. Yeah. Well, like somebody cited it, and I was like, I'm interesting. And so I clicked on it. Didn't work. I put it back in the Wayback Machine. She hadn't. It hadn't been updated since 2016. It, it, it was like 2016 was the last time it was updated. Right. At, like in before it got shut down, it was just a roomy quote over like a serene background, which I love. <laughs> like it was just like StacyCubler.com, like with like a roomy quote. But then like I went further back and I found like the blog itself and her last blog post in 2016. And she wrote, um, leaving you with something very special. And what she left us with was like, was like a song, but this is what she introed it. As most of us can attest to, life can become overwhelmingly busy. And for me, this is one of those times. You know, I'm all about health and wellness, and that means finding the right balance between work and family. It also means being conscious of your of our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Sometimes our balance needs adjusting, and we need to listen to that little voice that's trying to help us. Uh, and awesome. basically she was like, that means I'm shutting down this blog. <laughs> I'm not Honestly, interested in blogging anymore. You could, you could use that first paragraph to talk about Anything. anything as an introduction to like any anything. sort of life change yeah, yeah. so, so she kind of i'm moving got, to like i'm moving to canada she got into health and wellness she got into like kind of body spirit blah 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 and then she was just like why am i blogging which fair why am i blogging what's yeah, cause she the got, point she got pregnant she had a baby yeah um i don't know that's yeah, so it that's what happened say, to stacy like, keebler stacy keebler just like had a family and disappeared but she just isn't in the public eye anymore she has priorities but i will say i love that if you search stacy keebler the first result is her wikipedia the second result is the real reason you don't hear from stacy keebler because <laughs> <laughs> people are like where is stacy keebler i know people just like this caller <sighs> well you know at least the reason isn't like because you can't get work which is usually like what those like clickbait sites uh yeah. imply Lindsay and I both got man crates in the mail. Do you know what a man crate is? I mean, I did it until I got in the mail. They claim to know what guys like, and they have hundreds of unique quality gifts that he is guaranteed to love, like the exotic meats crate or the whiskey appreciation crate (laughs) that has a personalized decanter and personalized glasses, the perfect vessels for his favorite scotch or bourbon. Here's the thing about man crates. Number one, they're all about gender. So... (laughs) You might be like, I don't like this. What is a man? Like, yeah, gender is a performance. You know what? You're right. But guess what? You can get this for someone in your life who identifies as a man and a masculine man who loves this shit very earnestly. Or you can get it for someone who thinks it's hilarious. Because opening up a man crate that's called man crate, it comes with a crowbar. You have to literally pry it open with a crowbar. It is a humiliating experience for men and women alike. hilarious yeah and the jerky inside is good as hell so gender is a construct but man crates is real (laughs) man crates are really fun and they have good stuff in them there's a knife making kit there's a grill master crate um what else is there the whiskey appreciation when i said that i had wild boar jerky i had alligator how was it good yeah it was good and I was like, I had to open this up with the crate. I feel like this version of a man that some people want me to feel like, and it's hilarious. Man crates come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Oh, and they also tell you when you pry it open with the crowbar, it truly is kind of hard. I did like have to. It's use really some hard. I had to use a hammer. You can film your friend doing it and then humiliate them on social media. It's so much fun. God, I wish it's I got really you fun. on camera trying to pry open that man crate. Hooligans buy one gift and you will get the second gift for 25% off when you Listen go to, to mancrates.com. That's a 
masculine energy over there. slash who, honey. <laughs> yes. This offer is only for the holidays. So buy one gift and get the second 25% off at mancrates.com slash who. That's mancrates.com slash who. Hi, Lizzie and Bobby. Uh, first time, long time. Don't know if that's the right order. Anyway, I have two things. First, I think it's very rude that you won't talk about Brockhampton because um, they are BFFs with your boy, Ansel Elgort. Don't know if you knew that. Anyway, second thing, you talked about Frankie Muniz. Is that how you say his last name? Don't know. Don't care. Uh, you talked about him last week and... Uh, you didn't mention that he's kind of like alt right now, apparently. I haven't really looked into this because I don't really want to know that much about it. It makes me sad, but just thought that was interesting. Something you might want to know. Anyway, uh, good for him, Bella Thorne. Bye. Love you. You know, the reason we haven't talked about Brockhampton yet is because we're old. <laughs> and we tend to try and avoid subjects that will make us seem older than we are, which is old. And so... Brockhampton, a group of young, cool musicians, is kind of the topic that we would have a hard time uh, getting fully the way that we'd want it to be. But fortunately, they're friends with Ansel Elgort, so we can talk about them. <laughs> I love that that's the way in. It's like, they're friends with your boy Ansel Elgort. It's like... Uh. No, they're huge. It's it's We're allowed to talk about them. They're huge. Um, well, they're, they're, they're growing in popularity. They just released like the number one album in the country a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they're big. Their their live shows are huge. Although, to be fair, as you said, an older friend of ours who's like older than older we than are us. goes to all of their shows. Okay, that's going to be really something to be like, shout out, Brian. I know he listens to this. He's going to be like, you can't believe you called me old on your podcast. He's old. We didn't call him old. We called him older than us. We, we called, called ourselves, ourselves old. old. And then we said he's older than but us. But Brian is go- so much cooler than but us. But we're saying he's cool. Yeah. Exactly. This is not, Brian this is is not cooler an insulting than us. Brian reference. was like Lindsay. Ansel Elgort was um, like body surfing at the Brockhampton show last night. And I was like, amazing. Um, <laughs> so who he, is who are Brockhampton? Brockhampton. Okay, I'm not like I know that they're their own special thing, but they remind me of Odd Future in that they're like mm-hmm. a collective of young artists coming mm-hmm. together like to make music together, which comes out as mostly like rap hip hop, but it really kind of like reminds me of like Beastie Boys and that it's kind of um more there's just like a lot of genre in their music. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like kind of simple hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Um and their whole thing is like they're the guy who started us, his name is Kevin Abstract, and he's kind of like the Tyler, the creator of the band. And he's like, I see this band as like a brand. I see it as like a a vibe, a, a whatever. Like it we have and so they count like they have all these like graphic designer type creative. All of them are part directors. of the band. They're in the band, you know, like the band is like a creative agency almost. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good way of putting it. Which is what he basically Instead said. Of, I'm kind of repeating. Yeah. Um, their output is just like music primarily music is not advertising <laughs> but I think it's like isn't it more just like their merch is really beautiful and their concerts are really fun too is like yeah. way up there with what makes them cool as like mm-hmm. a band you know and they uh, their recent their recent drama one reason you might have heard of them is because one of their members uh, Amir Vaughn got accused of sexual assault sexual misconduct towards two women a, a number of women and they kicked him out and they were like he's out bye like, they're um, like, we don't tolerate that. Yeah. Like, goodbye. We have enough um, members. We don't need, like... We, so they we dealt don't. with that really quickly. Then they released an album that went to number one. Um, their friend San Marcos, Texas, y'all, 
Do you know where San Marcos is, Lindsay? No, where is that? <laughs> San Marcos is between San Antonio and Austin. Have you so been there? Of course. Okay. Have I been to San Marcos? I've been to San Marcos one billion times. Amazing. It's like the salad dressing. Like, because <laughs> um, it's halfway through, you want to stop there, get gas, get something to eat, and also start a band, meet up with Brockhampton. Well, it's fun. So, like, they po- so the reason why this band started is because Kevin uh, Abstract. Abstract. I keep forgetting. Like, I'm like, Kevin seems like such a boring name, but that's his name, Kevin Abstract. But, like, his mm. real name's something else, right? That's his, like, fake name. Probably. Okay. Um, he posted <laughs> on this, like, very, very popular Kanye message board called Kanye to the, and he posted, mm. like, anyone want to make a band? And then all these kind of, like, Kanye fans came together. So it's mm. interesting. So their sound is, like, influenced by Kanye. So is, like, a lot of their, the structure of what yeah, they're going the production, for. The production is very, like, later Kanye. Yeah, and it's cool. So I love this because, like, I was just look. I was listening to their music and kind of like getting into it. And this commenter wrote, "It's like childish Gambino had an orgy with One Direction, and they had kids, and Tyler the Creator adopted them." Which I was like, <laughs> "That is actually, that's right." I mean, there's just oh, also we haven't said he's gay. He can't. He's gay. Which is oh fun. yeah, that's a big thing too. Because like Tyler, I think is gay too, or he's bi or queer. I'm not sure. Um, but like Kevin Tyler's not like, Tyler's not straight like Tyler is queer but like he's not as forthcoming with all that as Kevin Abstract is like that's yeah. kind of one of his things is like mm-hmm. we're black we're white we're Asian we're Latino we're gay we're straight like the whole point is like the band is like everyone everything yeah. that's why like is all they men, have though, a, I will say okay. they have a lot of they have a lot of gay fans um but yeah lo- young people love them because young people love like inclusion <laughs> you know like young people yeah. are like yes yeah. like we all belong yes it's a very like idealized like cool progressive band they're very cool they make me feel old they make me feel so old that's how cool they are like the also kevin abstract they are, the older kevin I feel. abstract is not his his birth name would you like to guess what it is you won't know. is it like doug smith what is it no it's clifford simpson oh that's even better wow also, honestly, like we're we're to the point now where Clifford Simpson is a cool name. Clifford Simpson might cool be name. cooler than Kevin Abstract. It's cool. They're all from Texas. Did you notice yeah. that? Like they're all from like different parts of He's Texas. He's from Corpus Christi. Yeah. Well, one's from Jacksonville, oh, yeah. I guess. Anyways, we we get a lot of calls every week, obviously, but um, some of the calls are very just quick. They just want to know is this person a who or a them? So we're gonna start making this a more regular segment of the show where we just quickly rapid fire. Say what, play a call and say whether or not they're who are them and then move on. So here's a few of them. Let's we start can never with. never move on. So I'm binging Superstore. Is America Ferreira a who or a them? One, two, three, them. them. Oh, all right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Last time we agreed on all of them, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, first time, medium time. I just finished watching Bodyguard. Is Richard Madden a who or a them? I don't know. One, two, three. Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you I like the bodyguard? Him. No. Have you? Me either. I like him too. Okay. He's still a who? Yeah. British. I feel like Doesn't he's going to be really famous. I think Me that too. he's like really, he's very really famous. He's yeah. really hunky. He's like too hunky. Okay. He needs to just like keep doing stuff. Yeah. Hi, Who Weekly. First time caller, long time listener. I already called you, but I just need to clarify is Lucas Hedges a who or them? One, <laughs> one, two, three. Who? <laughs> Did you see Boy Erased? Oh God, I can't even. No, I told you I was not seeing that. Not seeing it. Oh my God. Okay. Um. Yeah, that is a who, for shoe. Um. Who for shoe? Who for shoe? 
Cyber Monday is a who and Black Friday is a them, right? <laughs> okay, so here we go. Let's, let's, Cyber Monday, who are them? One, two, three, who? who? Okay, yeah. It's because okay. it's so hooey that okay. they made up Black a fake Friday. one. Okay, Black, also, it's all cyber these days. Everyone does their shopping right. cyber, so right, it's just right. cyber, cyber. Okay, right. Black Friday, who are them? One, two, three, them. them. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this game because we agree, but like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, we're like, no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Okay. The thing is, if we're agreeing, it means it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, hi, Who Weekly. I'm here with my friend. We both listen to the podcast, and I asked her if she knows who Gerard Butler is. Um, and it's a no from her. Uh, but question for you guys is, is Gerard Butler a who or a them? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> it's a no for her. It's a no for her. Oh, God. This is actually tough, but yeah. let's see if we align. Yeah. Gerard Butler, who are them? One, two, three, who? them. <laughs> I switched at the last moment. I was going to say them. But then I realized, Gerard Butler, like, I feel like if you saw him, you'd be like, who is that guy? Like, who is that again? Like, even if you saw him, he kind of just blends in with the rest of, like, those guys. Like a gruff, like Russell Crowe. He's like B plus, he's like B plus list, I think. I think that makes him a them, though. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say, I swear I was going to say them, and then I just switched it. Okay, well, well, okay. Fine. (laughs) This one. That's a no for me. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, following up on your Leah Remini discussion from earlier this week, um, L. Ron Hubbard, who are them? L. Ron Hubbard, <laughs> who are them? God. One, two, three, who? Them. Fuck! Oh. Don't sue me. What do you mean? Why do you think he's a who? I think Scientology is a them, and I think L. Ron Hubbard is more of a who. Mm, okay. Mm, I don't know. A lot of do you, just, know who, you still disagree? Where a lot of people know who L. Ron Hubbard is. I think a lot of people do. I, I would say like Dianetics is maybe a them. I'm not trying to get Scientology them to come after is still me. a them. We got some I'm, controversial Scientology calls recently, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm sort of thinking. I'm sort of thinking. Can we play the? We got a really intense Scientology. We should call. play it on the Patreon. We'll, we'll Only play it on the Patreon. Yeah. Another reason to to join the Patreon. We got some juicy Jada Pinkett Smith Scientology uh, call. Only that playing play it on, on the Patreon. Week, next week cannot episode. play it for the general audience. <laughs> If you send it to David Miscavige, you're getting banned from the Patreon. Okay, next. If I call. see Scientologists outside my window. I'm, <laughs> I know who to come for. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Weekly. Um, since we're on the topic of Freddie Highmore, I uh, wanted to know what you guys think. Is Bates Motel a Who show or a Them show? And is Vera Farmiga? I think that's how you say your name. Is she a who or a them? Okay, first of all, I don't remember when we were talking about Freddie Highmore. Well, since we're on the topic of Freddie Highmore, like, kill me, what? Were you listening listening to the back catalog? I cannot remember the last time I was in the topic. Good doctor, maybe. Oh, good doctor. Yeah. Bates Motel, who are them? One, two, three, who? Who? Okay, great. Vera Farmiga, who are them? One, two, three, who? Who? (laughs) <laughs> I love you, Vera. You're a who, though. You're a who through Vera, and through. I can. We don't even can't even pronounce your name. And her daughter. Okay. Remember how I messed up her name? Tessa. 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 Are you Is sure? Pronounce Tessa. You. It's, it's not Tessa. You it's, keep saying Tessa like you know. It's it's spelled Tessa strangely, <laughs> but I think it's pronounced Tessa. Tessa Farmiga. Wait, did you see? Did you see that story? What about the the mom from Texas? Oh my God. What. So she was at a, an airport and she was flying home. She was like in Orange County and she was flying home to Texas. And her daughter, who was like five, was named 
was named Ab City. No. Ab City spelled A B C D E. No. And it was on her boarding no. pass. And so a Southwest Airlines person was making fun of the daughter for having the name Ab City, A B C D E. And she like complained to Southwest Airlines and like Southwest Airlines apologized. Anyway, Ab City. Wait, the baby's name was A B C D E? Yeah, pronounced Ab City. <laughs> Ab City. Hello, long time, long time. We are having a heated family debate. It's split down the middle. Is Eric Bana a who or a them? Fuck. Is Eric Bana who or them? You skipped Joy One. Behar, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do her last. Okay. Eric Bana, who are them? Oh, this is tough. I need a second. I don't know. Hold on. Let me take a second. Let me take a second. Wait, I don't Eric know. Eric Bana, who are them? Eric Guess Banner, who I'd who mix them? him up with? Gerard Butler. Here we go. One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> I want to hear yours first. I cheated. I, he's a who. He's right? A is he even Austra- is he Australian? He's he's indistinguishable. Oh, because he's people. on. People are talking about him because he's on that new show with Connie Britton. He looks yeah. he looks like everyone. He looks like so many people. He looks yeah. like so many people. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. He looks like. And also, so many I'm people. sorry, but you can tell that they wanted someone else for that role, and they got Eric Bana. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because Connie Britton is such way, a good. He was way down the list. What is Connie it, Dirty Britton John? Is such a, yeah, and Connie Britton's such a good fit that it's like Eric Bana's like, wait, what? Him? Was like, he the only one available? Also, sorry. that show's on Bravo. It's so weird that that show's on Bravo. Why is it weird? It's literally like made for Bravo TV. No, I know, but that there's like a, a prestige podcast to series thing on Bravo. I mean, yeah. I guess they're pivoting. I guess they're trying to keep up. They're Love trying to, to keep pivot. up. Yeah. Okay, I'm just wait. trying to keep up. That's what Andy Cohen says. I'm just trying to keep up. Okay. One more. That's us talking about Brockhampton. <laughs> Hi. Uh, long time, first time. I'm just wondering... In your opinion, is Joy Behar a who or a them? Uh, I got it. I got an answer. I got an answer. I don't even think. Uh, okay. You ready? One, two, three, them. them. <laughs> God, I'm glad we are aligned on everything, Wait. but what were we not aligned on? L. Ron Hubbard and who? And Gerard Butler. And Gerard but Butler. But question, like, Joy Behar, are we just biased? Like, or is Jay no, Be- I... Joy Behar a them? I think she's a that I think she's a famous comedian. I Do think... kids know who Joy Behar? Is? Okay, no, that's not the question. Okay, fine. People know her generally, and usually we ask, "Would our parents know who she is?" I mean, yeah, obviously, Joy they Behar know who she is. is. Yeah. Joy Behar would fill in for Larry King. Like Joy Behar is that's a them. That's true. She's like a list. Joy Behar is a baby boomer them. It's Joy Behar a list. She's like a minus. <laughs> God, yeah. If we were crazy days and nights, like this B plus slash A minus. <laughs> Comedian, <laughs> baby boomer comedian. I don't know why I'm thinking about it blah, in letters. Blah, blah, blah. It's like not the point of who them. It's like a quick no. decision. It's like it's like no. pass or fail. It's like when you take a pass or fail class. It's like yeah. it doesn't matter what the grade was. Either you passed or you failed. Like that's yeah. it. No, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, although, either you know them or you don't. Although pass fail connotes quality, and no, who no, them no, has no. nothing to do with quality. I just more mean like it's like you're either it's just the two. It's yes two no. shades. Yeah. It's it's yeah. white or black. You know, it's yeah. it's it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're um, done. <laughs> and with that, we're done. So thank you for listening to us. Thank you for all of our new listeners that we have. Um, probably because NPR mentioned us on Pop Culture Happy Hour. We're so happy. We're so happy to have fans at NPR. Love you guys. That's wonderful. We love NPR. Um, love NPR. Who doesn't love NPR? I'm I sure know. a lot of people don't love NPR. What do you mean? Um, people love NPR. Yeah, I know. I'm, but, you know, I'm just trying to be real. Okay. I love NPR. People don't like NPR. I literally saw a tweet this morning that says, I hate NPR. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> No offense to NPR. NPR is doing fine. 
I can tell them the truth. Wow. Okay. No one will be real with you. Like, we'll be real with you, NPR. Yeah, we love we'll be you. Real. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want extra content, aka our weekly newsletter and bi-weekly special Who Weekly episode, uh, follow our Patreon, contribute to our Patreon, patreon.com slash I feel like new people maybe don't know that like we call it that as a gag. It's like patreon.com slash who, patreon.com slash who weekly is what we want. Um, Buy tickets to our live shows. We're going on tour in the the winter and the spring. Uh, Whoweekly.us. You know just went on sale? Detroit. Detroit went on sale. Never been. Can't wait. Um, And I think that's it. Call 619-WHO-THEM if you have questions or comments. And stay tuned to after the credits, after the theme song, because there's a killer call you're doing, Amazing Sweetie. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You will drive us. They want to know. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, long time, long, long, bleh, long time, long time. Uh, I apologize if this has already been covered, but is AMP a who or a them? Like AMP, like when you search stuff on Google on your cell phone, it takes you to like amp.google.whatever. Okay. Good for a Thor. Bye.